Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a couple minutes since we've done a new episode. Yeah. Been a bit since At we've been At least 15 minutes. Exactly 15 Maybe 20. Minutes. Yeah. We've been, um, we've been busy. But here we are. We got... Reed has brought us the juiciest quote, the juiciest info, the juiciest insider info you could ever want straight from the lips of Jerome Powell about what's going to happen to interest rates Jerry? over the next year. Jerry, he's usually so tight-lipped. So for him to finally like crack loose, yeah. I think I think Reed weaseled the information out of him over a couple margaritas. He looks like he eats a lot of onions, like pursed lips. I mean, that's I think, why you got to watch on YouTube. Otherwise, you don't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm pursing my lips. I think that's one of the one of the characteristics they look for when they're hiring for that position. Yes. They're like, let me see your, your uh, onion face. And they're like, hmm, that's a fucking good onion face. Perfect. Yeah. You would be, you'd be great. Okay. Um, so here's the quote. It came from Bigger Pockets, an article on Bigger Pockets. Um, do you want to read it? Yeah. Go for it. I have it printed. Oh, perfect. I got it on my phone. So yeah, you're going to look antisocial if you sit there. I don't want to. No, I'm here, things. guys. I'm present. I promise. All right. Uh, I'll read the whole, well, we're already queued it up. So here's the quote uh, that that, uh, came from uh, Powell's pursed lips. If the economy evolves as projected, the medium participant projects that the appropriate level of federal funds rate will be 5.6 at the end of this year, 5.1 at the end of 2024, and 3.9 at the end of 2025. Good old glory days coming back. Hallelujah. That is a very slow and gradual decrease over the course of two years. That's not sensational at all. Not sensational. No. But I think what was sensational about this is the fact that um, when Reed read, like Reed comes to us with some of these podcast episode ideas and he's like, I got this quote, you read it. And we're like, wait, Paul didn't say that. Did he? Well, yeah. Like, then you I'm going to throw gotta, you under the bus, Reed, because you said, here's what Powell said the rate <laughs> here's what the here's what Powell said. Interest rates are going to be in the future, and I was but like, the, "No, this is super important to read." Like the new, if you're just a headline reader, you might you might miss this. And this article was on Bigger Pockets, and they didn't, it, from what we understand, didn't go into like the the nuance here. Powell is not saying that he believes or that their intention is to track these rates at this rate at this level. He's no. not saying that. Yeah. No, I think honestly, if if it were up to Powell, he'd be like, "No, the appropriate federal funds rate is nine. All the time. This no, man, this man is a, he's, 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 he's got a, a phobia of inflation and he will kill it no matter what. But, kill, it with, um, kill it with fire and a hammer. No, honestly, I think what, what, what I've gathered is, well, I guess first let's touch on the nuance, right? Yeah, the nuance is important here. The median participant projects. Now what he's referencing is, is a, 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 something called the dot plot, which is published by the Fed. And it's where all of the Fed officials are, are surveyed uh, and asked basically, where do you see the Fed funds rate in X amount of time? And they all submit their answers and they create this little scatter plot of dots. And then you can kind of glean from that, okay, here's where the consensus kind of lies, which I was saying to these guys before the show has historically been wildly detached from reality. So 
it's probably not even relevant. You know what's really interesting about this to me is the fact that there are people, like if you came to me and said, hey, will you plot out where you think the interest rates will be over the next two years? I'd be like, I'm not going to even bother doing this. It's like asking me what the weather is going to be. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I'll try. Like, I might be right. I'm throwing a, a dart at the wall in the dark. Like, yeah. you know, what does it matter what I think it's going to be in two years? You're wrong. I'm we wrong. Know, <laughs> we know that much. But uh, yeah, I just, it, it caught me very much off guard because I was like, he does not project where rates are going to be. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's worth noting that if people are just now starting to pay attention to this because rates are high for the first time or relatively high for the first time ever, like, had you been watching dot plots for the last five years, uh, the 2022 and 2023 were not in the dot plots, okay? Nobody missed those? Yeah, <laughs> go figure. And and if you remember, up until the interest rate uh, hike started in uh, kind of early to mid-22, I think it was like April, May, where the first hike came, immediately before that, the constant narrative from the Fed was we're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates. So historically what they do is they say one thing they lie. and then randomly they grab the wheel and jerk it the other direction. So these forecasts are like, they don't matter mm -hmm. really. So this gets to one of the questions Reed asked us like coming into this episode, he asked, okay, so what do you guys think the interest rates are going to be? Do you going for a soft landing, a hard landing, all this? And I'll let you, I'll go, I'll let you go first. Uh, well, I'm going to see what Howard Marks was just saying the other day because I respect his forecast a lot, even though he's uh, adamantly not a forecaster. Mm -hmm. um, he had some really good logic behind uh, where he thinks they're going to be because right now he qualified them as restrictive, um, which is uh, you know keeping the economy from growing slash maybe even threatening the the well-being of the economy in the interest of driving down inflation. And so right now we're at restrictive, and his definition of restrictive was basically a from what I gather, above four and a half. When we're in the fives, that's restrictive. And what Powell is saying the dot plot is representing here, or is suggesting here, is that we're going to be quote-unquote restrictive all the way through 2024. And I feel like I can trust Howard Marks a lot more, who says we are currently restrictive, and he sees us settling at a non-restrictive yet higher than we used to have place next year, which would imply somewhere between 2 and 4% for federal funds um, so not 5% all the way through next year and not way down to where it used to be, which was like somewhere between zero and two, but somewhere that's kind of in the middle where it makes sense, where it's not restrictive, but it's also not so accommodating that you can take money for free and put it into YOLO bullshit and actually make money. YOLO. Yeah. It, it kind of like, I always think about like um, fundamental concepts like reversion to the mean, right? And asking over a long enough time frame, everything kind of reverts back to the mean. And we had this period of time with really historic lows. And we've had periods of time back in, you know, the, the 70s and 80s with historic highs, right? Like very, very high interest rates. And so you just kind of look at it and you're like, okay, what's the, what's the mean that we're inevitably, inevitably going to revert back to? I don't know, but it's probably not where we're at. It's yeah. probably not where we were. It's probably somewhere between. And I feel pretty confident to say that in the next two and a half years, we're going to be somewhere between where we were Zero and, and seven. where we could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, funny you mention that because that brings up another concept that Howard, Howard Marks likes to talk about, which is, yes, we obviously reverse to mead, but we spend very little time at the mead. Totally. We're usually on either You never the hit the mead. Yeah. You kind of fly right through it yep. uh, during an overcorrection. So that kind of implies like, yeah, we're going to start to revert that direction, probably go a little bit too far like we have in the past and then re overcorrect. Um, but there's, you know, something else that happened today with uh, non-farm payrolls that came out, which um, showed that the labor inflation is actually 
moderating quite a bit. And that's been that sticky thing that the Fed's mm. been pointing to for like the last year saying, yeah, okay, inflation's coming down across the board, but those wages, they're still inflating. Well, we're seeing an annualized wage inflation rate of like 3.8%. So when you plug that mm. into their formula, their top or their their core inflation number that they like to speak to is also right around two to two and a half. So like, looks like the job's done. They're probably going to sit here for a bit and then, you know, meander down to what Howard Marks mentioned there. And then we're probably going to have some other catalysts that jerks us off, <laughs> drives us off in a or different direction. What's that's what's going to happen here? <laughs> uh, we're going to cut that in post, right? No, right? we're keeping that. All right. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I think I think where we're at now is my gut. My gut tells me that the the work has been done. Now it's just a matter of waiting for the data to come back uh, incontrovertible, and that's probably going to take a little bit of time for them to go. Yep, okay, we've done our part here. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we're just looking at our crystal ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fortune teller, so I don't know. Just focus on what you can control. Focus on the fundamentals, operations, do good work. Um, don't get too speculative. Don't, don't get too cocky, kid. Don't bet on rates going down. Set yourself up so that it's wonderful if they do, but do deals that make sense in a high rate environment and you're probably going to be okay either way. Cool. That's going to, that's going to do it, I guess. Um, yeah. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Um, sorry, old. You don't care about your participant onion lips. That's all we got. Um, let's just end it here. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.